0: Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Azure podcast with your hosts, Sam Foote.
1: And Alan Armstrong.
0: If you're new here, we're a pair of Azure and Microsoft 365 focused IT security professionals. It's episode eight of season five. Alan and I had a recent discussion around Azure Event Grid, a managed event routing service for event-driven architectures. During our discussion, we covered what is Azure Event Grid? What are the common use cases for Azure Event Grid? How can you get started and what are the licensing options? We've noticed a large number of you aren't subscribed. If you do enjoy our podcast, please do consider subscribing. It would mean a lot to us for you to show your support to the show. It's a really great episode. So without further delay, let's get started.
1: Hey, Alan, how are you doing this week? Hey, Sam, not doing too bad. It's been a busy week. How about you?
0: Yeah, I feel like this week has just flown by. Um, we <laughs> we seem to run out of time to record these episodes every week. I I, I assume that's a, a a good thing. Are you getting excited for MVP Summit uh, coming up?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, really looking forward to it. All flights are booked and everything. The uh, the scheduled planner is is out there, so I can I've start started uh, scheduling all the the sessions. Um, and yeah. Looking forward to it, and meeting up with some of the other MVPs out there.
0: This is your first time in person, right?
1: First time for the MVP Summit, yeah. I just missed it last time. Because um, I've technically been an MVP for a year now, maybe. No. No, April it was. So, almost.
0: Right. When's the renewal? Uh,
1: June, July time. Okay. I've got to submit by the end of this month. End of March,
0: end of March. Okay, nice. I'm sure you'll be fine. Anybody from Microsoft listening, uh, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, anyway, we've, we've made loads of content. So. <laughs> yeah, we um, have. To be fair, yeah. Uh, no, uh, I'm not sure I'll be absolutely fine.
1: Cool. Okay. Shall we dive into this episode?
0: Yeah. Let's 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 get started.
1: So, Sam, um, we're kind of talking about events. I guess. Um, so, what is um, an event-driven architecture?
0: Okay, yeah, it, it's it's worth um, sort of laying the groundwork. I think for for Event Grid and the sort of um, solutions that are, that it, it how it works and and what it's aiming to achieve. So, um, when in traditional computing systems, um, people would write code that um, you know, uh, in a very basic sense, they, they wrote programs of code, which, you know, included modules and functions of code, which executed synchronously, you know, you, you, you gave the computer a command and then it, you know, fo- oh, well, a bunch of commands and it, it sort of followed them start to finish. You know, we, we, we then got, um, sort of, a uh, uh, parallelism, um, so, so to say, multi-threaded um, CPUs, where we could offload tasks that could be done um, in parallel, um, and you know, you know um, CPUs then grew and grew and uh, sort of um, scaled horizontally and vertically uh, with with Moore's law. But you know, essentially, we packed more and more um, computing power into a single um, c- CPU. I use this analogy um, because it shows you sort of how we went from sort of a a synchronous programming flow to a parallel uh, programming flow. Um, Now that we, I say now that we have the internet, we've had the internet for ages, but um, now we have um, distributed systems that need to communicate with each other. Um, You know, a traditional way that you would communicate with a uh, another system is by using an api an application programming interface um if you've ever built an api before you've you've probably heard of a rest api or a soap api um and these are effectively protocols which allow um it's probably best to say um, synchronous um type communication i mean there is an element of but let's let's pretend it's uh, you send a message and you receive a response um and and that's that's very um that's v- a very sort of that underpins a lot of the internet but uh, that's a very simplistic um data flow um nowadays we have lots and lots of different uh devices sensors um uh, systems that emit events um that work on um an event driven model I use the example of a let's let's use the example of a doorbell. Okay, every single time you press an internet internet connected doorbell, you need to send an event that the doorbell has been rung somewhere. Right? Um, and you and 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 it, it may be that a lot of doorbells are, are programmed in this way that they will just call a REST API endpoint with, hey, you know, I I am I'm, I'm being um I'm being pressed. Um but um what what instead you you could uh, build is an event driven architecture so instead of needing a synchronous response from that endpoint to say hey yeah i am I'm, I'm ready to open uh, that that door um there might be multiple different systems that you have to pass through in order to make the decision about whether you should open the door or not in this, uh, this you know example You might have biometric, like facial recognition, a a keypad, a second uh, sort of factor authentication that you need to go through. Maybe that's a different system. Um, Maybe you've got a partner system which then, um, you know, uh, uh, verifies the messages. You know, you could have multiple interconnected systems, even inside your own organization. So a synchronous flow where you go and talk to one um, sort of uh, responder, one... Um, API might not really work for a certain more distributed systems uh, nowadays with with more complexity. And this is where sort of an event-driven architecture um, and and durability um, comes in. Um, So what what an event-driven, in in, in simple sense, sense is is, uh, messages are created in event-driven systems. There are um, event brokers or um, aggregators. Which take those events and put them on some sort of queue to be processed. Um, and it, it, in that queue, um, uh, uh, different applications can um, uh, publish and subscribe um, to, to sort of notifications of events um, that are going on there. Um, and what that allows you to do is um, that message then has its own life cycle, it's its, it's, its own durable entity. So um, Alan's pressed the doorbell. So there's an, a doorbell event that happens. If there's a system that needs to uh, react or validate that, they can subscribe to those types of events, like those topic of events. So every time the doorbell is pressed, I want to know about that. And they can modify that event, push it onto another um, sort of queue, uh, topic to subscribe to. And you can pass this message around or the results of these messages to lots of different systems it's 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 effectively an asynchronous way for multiple distributed systems to um communicate with each other um a, a good example as well is iot um iot um especially if you do any sort of um home automation um you will you will know about mqtt um and mqtt is is a is a, is a type of um uh, 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 a bro- a a a protocol um but if you imagine like a temperature sensor right a temperature sensor sitting on your um on on your wall um all that's effectively doing is emitting that current temperature that it sees every x interval that might be every minute might be every hour whatever it's configured to do it doesn't really care where that data's going it's effectively a really dumb device So if you have a messaging system that can then pick that up and take it forward, those devices have to do a lot less um, uh, uh, programming, uh, a lot less sort of uh, logic and understanding of what they're connecting to. Also if you send it to a sort of an event broker, um, it can then do all the distribution of those messages um, sort of fan out to different um, uh, uh, systems. they're just a couple of examples, um, but event messaging systems are, are used really widely um, in, in, in lots of different applications. Um, you, you may notice that some websites that you use um, some websites that you use might live update in front of you. You know, if you ever used a website where um, you've got a new message in your inbox and it just pops in and a notification shows, right, um, y- your, your browser could just be refreshing <laughs> all the time. It could be going, you know, uh, give me the information um, or um, your your browser session could have set up a connection to a web server, which is pushing events down to you in an asynchronous manner. Um, so your browser doesn't have to like, wake up every 30 seconds and send a message going, Hey, have I got more emails? Hey, have I got more emails as an email comes in, um, to your messaging provider, they can fire a message, um, down to your browser, um, an event down to your browser to say, Hey, there's a new email here. You should refresh and show the user that there's an email there. So it it isn't just used in distributed systems, IoT. It is actually used on the web um, as well. In reverse, uh, there's many different messaging protocols, um, proprietary, open source protocols. Uh, but but essentially, event driven systems are a um, a an architecture which is uh, uh, will stand the test of time. Uh, they are that they are known to be uh, massively distributed massively scalable and actually um a good way to represent um sort of flow logic in, in in complex systems
1: cool okay so yeah it's sort of using um like you said uh events going into a queue or something like that Yep. Yeah. um and then systems you know being told about that then bit going into there and then them consuming them i guess and and vice versa, like you said, going through multiple systems. Um, Like the example that you said about, you know, a, a doorbell being rung, that could be anything, like you said, it could be. And I guess at this point, you don't, providing whatever that mechanism is in the middle that's looking after those events, like you said, the system's calling upon it, then they can be everything and anything, can't they? Because it's, it's all detached. Um. On that part, okay. So, let's talk about um, Azure Grid's capability then.
0: Okay, so you know uh, to, to start off with, if if you wanted to roll and host your own system, you would have to find you know a, a vendor or an open source application to help you with that. You'd have to host it um, somewhere, be that on you know bare metal um, or and, and sort of manage it yourself. Um. Event Grid is is completely managed by uh, Microsoft. It's it's an Azure um, uh, product. Um, now, it's it's quite a sort of multifaceted solution, really, because uh, the way that I was um, sort of uh, introduced to Azure Event Grid is actually um, events inside of Azure um, triggering and sort of uh, messaging out, um, and then uh, the more I started to use it. Really, sort of highlighted its other capabilities. So there's there's quite there's quite a few different uh, bits to go through. So um, as I've um, as I've mentioned before, um, it's it's fully MQTT compatible. So if you are um, utilising applications and devices which support MQTT, it can be used as a broker. Um, uh, uh, for that, um, which is um, uh, pretty powerful in its own right. Um, it's, it's effectively there, um, uh, ready to go. Um, it, it, it's, it's fully built in with cloud integration. It has um, TLS support. Um, it, it's got a lot of um, uh, cloud um, access control uh, methods, um if you've ever integrated MQTT yourself, um, some of those features are, are lacking or hard to um, configure in, in open source tooling. No criticism there. It's just there's a level of uh, knowledge and um, an expertise um, that are required there. If MQTT isn't sort of your flavor, um, you can do event messaging uh, via um, HTTP as well. So there's, there's effectively um, a, a HTTP um, endpoint there um available uh, for you to um to to I- integrate with um it's worth just noting that you can integrate um with um SDKs so there's Azure CLI PowerShell um rest um APIs which is the HTTP element, uh, .net java python Node.js. so there's a lot of you know if you are building in um, arguably the most popular languages, or very you know uh, very closely um, most popular languages, um, there's really good support there, and there is just raw REST API um, support if, if if that's what you want to uh, do. Um, MQTT. Just to f- um, jump back to that, um, usually MQTT is like a glue between a lot of your client devices um, and applications um so you effectively publish and subscribe to multiple devices and applications from both sides and it can a- a effectively act as a broker um and a and a queuing system uh, for that um we've talked about um ingesting iot telemetry via mqtt um and uh, what's really powerful is that cloud integration for uh, passing on those mqtt uh, sort of basic MQTT, uh, protocols and messages, um, from those, um, uh, sort of, I'm going to call them dumb IOT devices. You know, you'll buy, you'll buy a lot of, uh, name uh, brand generic IOT devices, which only support MQTT or, you know, sometimes they support proprietary prior protocols and integrations, which aren't so great. Uh, but it allows you to, uh, sort of contain all of that and then um, broker it into cloud applications um, a, a lot more simplistic. Um, it's, it's, it's also uh, probably worth um, talking about in reverse. So MQTT can push data uh, back to end devices by um, broadcasting alerts um, to sort of a fleet of MQTT uh, um, listening uh, devices. So that's um, definitely worth um, uh, sort of understanding. Um. Okay, let's, I've talked about MQTT um, and let's just, let's talk about various different concepts. It's probably worth going through a bit of a taxonomy of different um, things here. Events are essentially the messages that are, are passed through um, Azure Event Grid, which is effectively your payload of data um that you want to uh send through um there's different content modes that you can send through you can send through binary data uh, structured json data um so so there's a, a, a definitely a, a set of flexibility there dependent on your on your data types um what is um let me just just give me 2 seconds i've just got some notes because i want to talk about um just give me 1 second i want to talk about um event grid basic um because well, we've talked quite heavily around iot and how that's um um that's sort of um integrated um but also there are there's the the concept of event grid basic which allows sort of pub sub um, events and cloud events um, to to different topics and partner topics as well. This is more the um, Azure integrated mode. I will talk about it later uh, in a bit more depth of ha- how you integrate in certain solutions. Um, but it's pro- this is where the multi sort of faceted element of um, event grid comes in where you do have these standardized protocols like MQTT, um, but there are also sort of uh, Microsoft's um, interpretation of um, of events queuing. So if you do want a sort of um, a more standards-orientated um end to end protocol and system um that is supported but there is also a more i would say simplistic um cloud sort of focused um uh, queuing system uh, built in uh, as well
1: okay cool um so yeah um lots of sdks um as always you know i think event grid has been around for quite some time now hasn't it so it's had the time to mature from that side of things. So there's a lot of, uh, documentation, um, as well as, like you said, all the SDKs out there to help build. Um, so I guess, you know, how, how do you deploy event grid?
0: Yeah. So, um, as, as is probably, um, you know, uh, you know, sort of, um, uh, uh, kind of obvious i suppose from an azure perspective um it's it's fully managed um in the azure portal you can obviously deploy it you don't have to deploy it via the portal if you if you don't want to <laughs> um but it's it's effectively a, a a resource that you deploy um into azure so um it's 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 fully sort of um azure native um it's very similar to any other resource that you would um, deploy there
1: Okay, that's good. That's good to know. Like you said, if you had to build it yourself, you know, you'd have to configure it, manage it, resource it, etc. So, for it to be potentially a couple of clicks away to have something to start using is is really good. Um, okay, you kind of talked lightly about it earlier, um, but you know, how do you integrate Event Grid?
0: Okay, so
1: um,
0: I think it's uh, what I, what I want to sort of focus really on is sort of cloud events, um, really. Um, I, I have spoken about sort of custom event, you know, uh, driven uh, methodologies, if you wanted to integrate that into one of your applications. But I think it's worth highlighting the power of Event Grid um, integrated into Microsoft and Azure's services and different resources there. I might be doing it a bit of a disjustice um, talking about it here, but I do think it is a really good and powerful automation platform uh, inside of um, inside of Azure. So, let's start with let's. Where do we start on this topic? Let's talk about partners uh, or event different event sources. So, in in uh, uh, um, in event grid, you can have uh, a number of different sources that you could get um, uh, events from. Partners are one of those. So, partner events um, effectively allow uh, partners, which are like third-party SaaS applications, um, to 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 register um, different events um, that can then be emitted into and through um, Event Grid. Um, so things like SAP um, Auth0 is, um, is integrated. Um, Graph API is also integrated as well, even though you would think that that's not really like a partner um, like integration, because it's Microsoft, but it's effectively a, a different set of APIs Kind of outside of azure isn't it so different SAS is, app isn't it so. it's a different SAS app yeah exactly so let's talk about graph api um because a, i think a lot of people think about graph in a the graph api in a sort of consumption mode you know you send a request you get a response it's very um sort of simplistic in in that sense but what if you wanted to subscribe to an event say when a new record is added into graph or available in graph well you can do that there's a there's a system called change notifications within inside of graph api not all um objects are supported uh but i'll i'll run through a few of you know that that are sort of in our space as well so um security alerts which are listed in um is listed listed in um, in Graph. Um, you can you can detect changes to a specific alert, and you could subscribe to them there. Um, and you can also uh, 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 respond to changes in filtered alerts um, um, f- from Graph as well, uh, which I thought was um, uh, pretty powerful. Um, uh, teams chats you can you can respond to any changes in any teams chats um, uh, sort of um, as they happen in real time any changes to um, a, a user um, object inside of graph um, you can subscribe to so there's a, a lot of different um, uh, there's a, there's a lot of different functionality there there's a big long list on on learn so I would you know sort of um, urge you to sort of go and check that out um, but if, if you are looking to respond to certain events inside of graph um, a grid can pick those up and then trigger um, other automations um, uh, further on down the line because it's 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 worth talking about um, Let's okay. Let's let's keep on this uh, on the subject of topics and um, event producers because what we've just talked about there with those partner events is they are creating the messages, right? Um, and then you're just co- consuming them in Event Grid. There is also a concept of system topics, um, and the system being in question here is Azure. So other um, Azure resources can um, uh, actually emit events which can be captured um within um within event grid. So let's use the example. I'll read through the list. I won't read through the whole list. I'll just read through some of the, the ones i because there's quite a few. Um, API management um it, it is in there Azure app service, Azure blogs uh, blob storage. Um Azure Communication Services, Azure IoT Hub, Azure Key Vault, um, Azure Resource Groups, Azure Service Bus, Azure Subscriptions. So I'll I'll pick one of those just to dive into some of the events uh, for them. So um, Key Vault. Um, We have an episode on Key Vault. Is that right? Or do we not have one yet?
1: I don't think we've done one yet. We've talked about it okay,
0: that'll be my next episode then if we haven't done key vault <laughs> um yeah, so um so uh, yeah uh key vault uh, if you haven't used it before, it's a place to store your secrets your keys your certificates um there you go that's one single like sentence <laughs> um basically for it um but but key vault can be can be a challenge sometimes because you you can put time-limited sort of access and expiration on a secret in Key Vault, as an example. Um, Key Vault might not know what's inside of that secret, but there, there could be an expiration date in a separate system which is linked to that secret. So you'd want to expire it from Key Vault um, at the same time. So as, as an example, there's an event that can trigger from Key Vault on expiry of a secret. Um, so once a secret expires, it goes past that expir- expiration date. It will call Event Grid and start a messaging um, uh, sort of a message off, and then you can follow th- follow through with that, and um, and and start an automation from there. Uh, and there's there's absolutely loads. Um, it's not when just when they've expired. Um, when a secret is near expiry, uh, thirty days before the expiration date, you can get it to trigger. It might be nice that you would email the resource owner if some secrets are nearing their expiry, because we know how challenging that can be to um, uh, <laughs> uh, refresh your secrets and your certificates, especially. Um, I'll, I'll pick a, a, another example: blob storage. Um, now, blob storage is quite well; it's highly integrated with a lot of, you know, uh, logic apps, function apps, uh, flows. It, you know it is a it's a trigger for a lot of different systems but again if you want to integrate that into a um into your own third party application or you want to do um some sort of other custom logic there um and let's say you didn't want to use like a logic app um you have things like blob created blob um uh, blob deleted um of, uh, events that you can uh, trigger there as well so so yeah there's there's a big long I have obviously been been through the the sort of resources um um but there, there's definitely a lot of um messaging and um and uh, and, and different um uh, yeah um uh, events that can create those those alerts um so that's really talking about the actual events that created right but then what do you do with them right? Because it's all well and good, like creating these events, but if you're not going to do anything with them, then, you know, sort of what's the point, <laughs> um, so to speak. So in, um, event grid, there's the concept of a, a, an event handler. This is effectively, um, where you, um, you then chain in, um, logic, uh, further down, uh, the, the sort of track. Uh, I'll use the example of Azure Functions um, because it's quite a a sort of a common uh, use case to 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 have an event trigger and then to run a um, a a function off of that, um, so that you don't have any sort of um, long running infrastructure um, that you've got to really sort of care about. Um, so you create a function app um, as uh, as normal. And then, um, what you can effectively do is create um, like a, a grid topic um, to subscribe to, um, and you can uh, then subscribe your function um, basically to to that topic. Um, and effectively, when you post messages into that topic, um, I'm not going to go into top, uh, topic topicing. Topicing is that even a word? Probably not. Um, subscriptions, pub sub, um, different sort of um, sort of pushing um, uh, scenarios and sort of distribution scenarios. Um, but but essentially, you're you're saying um, this function app is waiting for messages in this queue that relate to this topic. A topic is like a label, basically. You know, um, you could have a queue. Let's say if we go back to the doorbell. Is a doorbell a good idea? OK, let's go with the doorbell. Imagine if you press a doorbell once, it will go into a queue. So maybe it's like the doorbell rings queue or something like that. If you press it once, um, you might put a message in there with the topic single button press, as an example. If somebody double taps the button, you might still put it into the same queue, but you might give it a different like label, a different topic. And say, you know, uh, one system is only looking for single presses. One system is only looking for double presses. So you can do some element of filtering, even if you've just got one um, sort of queue and uh, system. Um, and then, and then, yeah, you, you effectively um, connect um, these to the subscription in. And then anytime you post a message um, into um, Event Grid, um, the data will then be emitted through into the function app. Completely automatically, that wiring you do not have to do via a CLI or some sort of config file or integration. Um, you 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 basically create it. Um, you can just create create it in the portal in a first party sort of integration, um, which is is pretty powerful, really, because um, these systems are usually hung together in a very distributed manner um you would have somebody that is like your 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 event event and queuing engineer who would create all the topics all of the uh, subscriptions um all of the queues and, and and manage all of the architecture in and around it and and how it's all managed whereas uh microsoft is is effectively saying you know um uh connect these two systems together and we'll, we'll tell us how to connect these two systems together and we'll just carry out um everything um in between any sort of um automation and sort of uh, messaging engineers out there there is there is a lot of um different um uh, publishing and subscription um uh, functionality there for filtering messages, uh, durability of messages, and and how all of those messages fan out. I'm not going to go into that in this podcast because that's actually looking at integrating it. And it's a bit, it's a bit deeper. The the, the fact is, is that there's a powerful uh, event driven system there that um, Microsoft will happily manage uh, for you.
1: Okay, cool. There's that's loads there, isn't there? And, I think when you're talking about the, um, the use of logic caps and things like that, um, it might be that you have a logic cap that has multiple, um, functionality. That's just looking at a queue and maybe it's determining, um, like you said, yeah, it might be doing blob storage events and maybe it's something else. I can't think of anything else right now, but, um, but yeah, you're making it sort of generic at that point. And I guess really some of those connectors in the background, like you're talking about, um, graph things about events happening, you know, when a new file is, uh, appeared in the SharePoint site, it kind of feels like the connector is basically backing onto event grid that we don't see.
0: It, it it could well be right you know because what is the raw underlying like event driven you know system that is there right uh, the, the the thing that sort of intrigues me about event grid is when you're doing a lot of like logic apps as an example a lot of the time you are sometimes just like connecting two systems right you're connecting like you know something being created and then you're putting it somewhere else or just maybe transposing the data in a small way i don't know but instead of having to sort of do that in a logic app you could potentially just do that in like an event grid subscription if if it's possible uh you know uh, to do that so um that, that's why i thought that in a really for really basic messaging scenarios um it can be it can be obviously pretty powerful um to, to sort of handle handle that
1: yeah okay so the question that we always love to do: um, How much does it cost? What is there any tiers, etc. with
0: Okay, so if you use Event Grid Basic, which is, you know, it's not it's not really that basic. I wouldn't say. You know, this is this is what we're talking about when we're talking about Azure events. Um, the, these these Microsoft sort of managed events and partner events. Um, you get a hundred thousand operations free per month. So go off and consume those because that's that's a decent amount of operations and then it is 60 cents i mean in uk south but in dollars anyway let's just go with it um 60 cents uh, per million operations so yeah a few it's quite a <laughs> few um if you go up to the standard tier this is where you get um, um, you, you get your MQTT uh, broker capability, uh, pull and push delivery of of, of a, uh, a, you know of events, um, because you are effectively hosting a sort of uh, a broker there. Um, you know you you you, put, you purchase throughput units. So throughput a throughput unit is four cents per hour. Let me just run the. N- uh, monthly rate on that is $29 um, per month. And then you, uh, on top of that, you pay $1 per million MQTT operations, but you do get um, a million operations again for free usage um, per month and then um if you're doing event operations which i believe are the um like the http related non mqtt uh ones um it's a million operations again for free and it's 60 cents per million event operations um as well So again, like other sort of PaaS solutions in Azure, uh, free tiers to get you going, to validate your sort of hypothesis of the solution, get it integrated in maybe a dev um, staging environment potentially. And then when you actually roll out into production, um I, I can't tell you if that's expensive versus, you know, actually hosting something yourself, but I assume once you get to the scale of spending a lot of money on event grid, um, you can probably afford, based on your business model, um, to be able to build out your own system. So in terms of accelerating your sort of adoption of this type of technology, um, it's it's a really great, great way to sort of accelerate that process.
1: Okay, great. Is that is that the is that all of the tiers things like that yeah yeah yep. that's it cool yep. seems fairly simple in in some way you know we've talked about some of those uh, those other services and there's multiple ways to uh, consume yes um, consume it
0: yeah i, I oh. haven't really gone into sort of delivery mechanisms in different sort of um like uh, a sort of uh broker and queuing mechanisms because i i think that's um that's uh, i would say the the true benefits because they are benefits obviously of the system but they are they are features that are common to event-driven systems not specifically to the sort of magic of azure event grid if that makes sense the magic to me of azure event grid is that you just literally start running with it and you get a million operations free per month and you can get started with it you don't have to learn all these different things and and bring up all these different systems um you know if you are looking uh, to make sure that you have good like event durability filtering uh, retries um, and delivery mechanisms um it is there it's just um you you know uh, definitely go and have a look at it because there is maturity there in terms of its um, sort
1: of process Okay, great. So, is there any th- anything else around around this side of things you might have missed, or anything else you want to? I suppose you know we've we've done quite a quite a way through the sort of our episode timing, I guess. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. No, I no, I think um, I, I'm all good there uh, with what we've covered. But um, yeah, definitely give it a try. And if you've got any uh, feedback on on how you found it, if you've used it for sort of a production app, which I don't think I've got to the state stage of calling it that um it's more automation in and around Azure um we you know definitely interesting to see how you use it
1: okay great well thanks Sam that was a great you know run through on it so so our next episode is um it come to that will be sort of the first week of the month so um we're going to make it into our news episode so we'll find out what's what was released in in February and we'll run through that.
0: Yeah, it always surprises me when we uh, prep for that episode and then you read through all of the um you know new updates that there have been and you're like, you know, <laughs> this organization is huge. <laughs> Do these people ever sleep, right? There just must be an army of people um building and deploying, right? You know, it's it's pretty scary.
1: Yeah, definitely um okay so did you enjoy this episode if so please do consider leaving us a review on apple spotify it really helps us reach out to more people like yourselves Um, if you have any specific feedback or suggestions we have a link in our show notes to get in contact with us
0: yeah and if you've been uh if you've been listening for this long thank you ever so much and we'll catch you on the next one
1: yep thanks all